I don't know if it's a bitterness. I don't know if it's a bitterness. I think it's more like a, a hopelessness. Uh, it's not even out there. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like that's a Ooh. hopelessness. Yeah. Because you want it, but you feel like it's not even available to you. It's not even out there. Yeah. That's where I feel like a lot of the conversation I've been having with women, like that's where they are right Ooh, now. T- tell like, me just- more about those conversations because that hopelessness, and I hear you, and it's, so it's like, okay, so where where do you think that comes from to think like, he, I'm not even going to get the man that I want. I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm so hopeless about it. Yeah. I think a lot of that comes from maybe dating the wrong people. And so when you continually putting yourself in this space where you're dating the wrong people, having the wrong relationships, um, the wrong situations with people instead of the right ones. Right. And so when you continuously do the wrong thing, then it feels like the right thing isn't even possible. It's not even attainable at that point. And so that's where I think it transitions into that hopelessness. That feeling of hopelessness, raise your hand if that's you. And I think that it's layered because I think a part of it is also bitterness because of all the BS that you have been through with men, because of all of the times that you fumbled your boundaries, okay? So I just, yes, that was a tease. The full conversation with Lucretia, uh, who is the guest today, is going to be broken up into two conversations. So one is obviously dropping right now, and the next one will drop next Thursday. So a week from today, as you know, Single You, the podcast drops every Thursday, unless I tell you otherwise. I believe I'm pretty good at letting you know when we're taking a break, when we're coming back, okay? So my name is Rika, and I did want to pause real quick before we play the intro and get into this conversation and say, what up? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. For all of you that are coming over from Instagram and TikTok, I'm so glad that you have found me. I see the numbers going up, and I'm so glad that I have been consistent on TikTok um, and the Instagram reels for you to see snippets of Single You, the podcast, and that you actually decided, you know what, (laughs) what she's saying is some truth and she's talking to me and I need to go listen to this podcast. So thank you for coming over. Welcome. If you are new, okay, especially in the like the last week, yesterday, you just found me. I think that you, after you listen to this episode, because you can go ahead and continue, but I think that you should start with episode 57 first, okay? That way you can get to know my story, my story of getting out of dysfunctional relationships, my story with my abusive ex and my $10,000 boyfriend. I would love for you to know that so that you know who's in your ear every day as you're listening to Single You, the podcast. I want you to know me, okay? And then after that, you can definitely listen to episode 49 That conversation is about how we can be so good in our professional life. But when it comes to this personal life, specifically this lane of relationships with men, it's causing us a lot of pain and dysfunction. Okay, so that's episode 49. So 57, episode 49, and then episode 50. Okay, so I just gave you three um, because I want you again to know who I am and how I think, okay? Single You, the podcast is basically um, timestamps of how I think about being single, how I think about how we should maneuver as single women in this one life that we give to have a successful single life. Because I do believe 
you can have an unsuccessful single life. So episode 50 is about love over achieving and how um, if you were raised to only be a daughter and not a woman, then <laughs> reparenting yourself, you need to do that for your healing journey. And I'll put all of these links to those episodes in the show notes. Okay. So with that said, um, we're going to go ahead and get into this episode, but I do want to uh, say this quote for you that I wrote down for the woman of faith who is sick of recovering from yet another man peace. Cause I know that's what you want is at the intersection of, <laughs> I'm gonna say that again. Okay. Peace is at the intersection of once you stop surviving dating and actually thriving in your singleness. All right, let's go ahead and get into the ep episode. Here's the intro and then my conversation with Lucretia. I said, how did you wake up this morning? <laughs> What's up, girl? My name is Rika, and thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. Whether you've been listening for a while or you just stumbled upon me. Hello, I am a certified NLP life coach. Now, NLP, let's get nerdy for a second. It's Neuro Linguistic Programming. You can Google the rest of that if you want to know the rest of the nerdy stuff, okay? So I'm certified in that area, a.k.a. the single girl's life coach. I am a self-love coach and a boundaries coach. Listen, I got that boundaries and that self-love on lock, okay? <laughs> All right, so I am your host and also the founder of this podcast and Single You Academy, which is my online coaching program, community, and resource for single women. Now, before we get into the episode, let me just put a little disclaimer out there. All right. I am not a licensed therapist, so I am not to replace a therapist. But I will say this a lot of my clients, they have me as their coach, and then they also have a therapist because it is my job to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. So if you want to stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser, you need help on that self-love and boundaries area, then I would be the coach for you. And maybe one day that coaching relationship with you and I, yes, yeah, it's me and you right here, hey, <laughs> will happen one day. You can always reach out to me. My Instagram is open to you. On Instagram, I am just me, Rika. And of course, I will put my name in the show notes. All right, that's it. I'm your host, Rika, and let's get into the episode. This is Single You, the podcast. You know, there are things that we say to our friends and things that we may post and women empowerment stuff, but I don't ever feel like there are moments where we have deep conversations about what we're actually saying. So even when I post something like a video, um, something empowering that I think is empowering and somebody says, oh, girl, or they give me the 100 or the heart or whatever, I always say, oh, what resonated with you? Yeah. Or what do you mean by that? 
what does that mean to you? Because I want to get to the root of it, like the deeper stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I feel like single you, the podcast is about. And we about to get all up in your, your, my business. You're like, let me know. Just so you know, girl. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So you are allowed to be as honest as you want to. Um, and you know, you share whatever you are comfortable with, but I appreciate you for filling out the questionnaire and having this conversation with me today. So the first question that I always ask all of my guests on single you, the podcast is, did anyone ever have a conversation with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus unhealthy? I don't think I got that healthy relationship versus unhealthy. I think I got a lot of the unhealthy. So a lot of the look out for this, don't do this, men do this, but never the opposite of, okay, if this is all the bad, what's the good that I should look for? I never got that aspect of it. I just got the negative. And why do you think that was? Was this coming from your parents? Was this coming from church? Was this coming from friends? Like who was, what, who was that coming from? From my parents. Yeah, from my parents, mainly my father. And I, you really? know. Dad, okay. Wow. Yeah, mainly okay. my father. And I think with him, when he would sit me and my sisters down, it would just be very much so um, a lot of fear conversations. And I think from his aspect, what he was doing was trying to protect us. I think it was always from like, I want to protect you from these things. So this is what you look out for. But then, you know, it's always the what you look out for, but it was never the, on the opposite end, this is the good part, right? And so I think missing that this is the good part that then during life, I had to figure out, okay, what was the good part that I should be looking for? And so when you're hearing this as a young girl and then you get into your 20s, what kind of mindset do you think that, that shaped for you? Hmm. You know, I think it was one of those, let me just figure it out mindsets that I had, especially in my twenties. I think it was more so me just trying to figure it all out. And so I would look, of course, you know, now we call it red flags. Like that's the big thing that we're always saying now. So of course I would look for the red flags. And even, you know, now when you see on social and things like that, you always hear about the red flags, but what about the green flags? What are those good parts? I think more conversations about the good needs to happen. So I know that you um, had said that, especially in your your 20s and uh, maybe up until about a year ago, because December was really like your moment of like, okay, 180 pivot from our conversations that we had. But I remember, and I'm going to read your quote. Hold on. <laughs> this is why I do. Don't quote me, girl. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So you had, you wrote, I felt like men and relationships were optional and unnecessary. So before I even go on to the rest of the quote, which is scrolling on the screen here, which is the topic of the episode, what did you mean by that? Who was that, Lucretia? Mm, Who was that, Lucretia? Yeah, That Lucretia was focused on self. Uh, I was all about me. I was all about my career. And so I felt like when you're thinking about even like a cake or a sundae, like the relationship was the cherry on top. It, I didn't want the relationship or the man to be my entire life. And so thinking about how I spent my 20s, I was in a long-term relationship with my child's father. And I spent my 20s all about the relationship. And for no fault of his, of his, it was what I chose to do. And I feel like within that relationship, I forgot about the things that were most important to me and things that mattered to me. Um, And so then when I hit that point, I'm like, you know, 
relationships are optional. I don't need to be in a relationship. You know, if I choose to be with someone, then that's the choice I make. But I felt like they were optional and mostly unnecessary for the things that I wanted to accomplish. And then you went from that to thinking, you know what? I'll just be his girlfriend and I'll do girlfriend things thinking that he will pick me. Right. Cause mm-hmm. how old were you around that mindset? I was still in my late twenties, early thirties. That was still when I was in that particular situation. And then, you know what, even coming out of that long-term relationship, when I started dating people, but not dating, I think we talked about like the pretense that I was dating under, I wasn't really being honest. Right. And so because of that, it led me into situations where I was acting like a girlfriend, although I was not a girlfriend, because that's not the agreement that I had with those people who I was with. But I was thinking, okay, well, if I do girlfriend things and we have this relationship and all of these things, then of course, this is going to bloom into a relationship. He's going to want to be with me. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like that's the formula that a lot of women have at first, right? We just think, oh, I can just like, prove to him that I'm this good woman. I can do these girlfriend things. And then eventually he'll turn around and pick me Mm -hmm. because I I need this relationship to feel valuable. Do you feel like you were in that space when you were thinking that like, oh, I need this relationship because this is what people do. This is what makes me valuable. Is that, do you feel like that was the mindset you had? I don't think so. I wasn't in that mindset. I I feel like I knew my value. I knew I was valuable. Uh Uh-huh. I was more so in the mindset of now that I'm ready. So we talked about what my old mindset was, right? And so when I start transitioning into, okay, I see the value in being in a relationship with someone. I see the value in having a man as a partner and all of those things. And I see the good. Now it was, okay, now I want that, right? And so now that I want that, I want it with this particular person, but not necessarily vetting that person and looking at them like, you know, I'm judging it based on what we've had. But is that person good for the future and for who I am now in this current mindset? So that's where I was. And so it wasn't necessarily I needed that person to see my worth or see my value. I recognized my value, but I didn't see that this person didn't match up with the value that I had kind of started recognizing in myself. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, you know, like I do deserve this, but you were not thinking that. But does can this guy give that to me? Does he match my energy? Is he suitable for me? Which is like my favorite word. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's exactly what it was. Is because you know the mindset that I was dating under previously, the people who I was with, it worked. Like it worked very well. But then when you switch what you want and you're honest with yourself and what your desires are, do those people still work for what you want for your future? And I realized like this don't even match up. It doesn't make sense. And I know that there was a point um, that we had talked about off air that when you were in the mindset that like, um, so let's go back to the men are optional, they're unnecessary, what have you. You were in a space where you had your walls up. Where do you think that come from? And, and, and what, what did you mean by that? It's like you were super closed off and what did that look like as you were trying to be in relationships, but not really? Yeah, and I think I were up just trying to protect myself. I think I was trying to protect myself, um, protect myself from being vulnerable, um, transparent, all of those things that are a requirement when you actually want to connect with someone and be in in any relationship, including friendships with people, right? Like you have to be open. And so I think I put those walls up trying to protect myself. And because of that, I was really emotionally unavailable. 
And from being emotionally unavailable, I attracted emotionally unavailable men. And so that's why it was that transition where I'm like, okay, now I want more, but you can't get more from a person just because you're all of a sudden emotionally available does not mean that now that man is going to be emotionally available because you're ready. And even in these like two, because in my mind, I'm visualizing like two different Lucretias, right? And, and that's okay. And we all have ebb and flows and we all have journeys and, you know, you're different from when you're in your twenties and your thirties and forties and whatnot. Um, but in both spaces where one, it, you were, men are unnecessary, they're optional, what have you. And then you were ready for a relationship, but you were dating under, I guess, false pretenses. Was that frustrating for you? Yeah, it was for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I feel like, although I was ready, I don't think I necessarily had verbalized it. Right. Yeah. And so some of the people who I was dating at that time, we had already had an agreement. Like we have a verbal agreement that this is going to be casual. This is going to be light. This is going to be fun. And so it's like, I change and now I want this. So now it's like, okay, well, I have to break the agreement that we had and either you're going to come along with what I now want or for me, just being open, willing to walk away from whatever that was. And so that was the struggle when you just have to say, you know, this is what I want. I'm not willing to compromise on what I want. And either you want the same thing or, you know, that's OK. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And so that causes a lot of frustration because I hear what you're saying. You're in this relationship and I'm doing air quotes with this guy under the pretense of, Oh, we, we don't want nothing serious. We just going to be, you know, friends with benefits or whatever you guys called it. But then deep down inside Lucretia wanted a relationship. You, you came to that realization and you tried to make him become what you wanted him to be. Is that true? Am I hearing you correctly? Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you try to get a person to kind of go along with what you want, although you guys have already come to this conclusion that this is what it's going to be. And I remember you saying that you came to that realization that it's okay to say, Lucretia, you just want, you want a man and that's okay. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is that? It's this weird thing of saying like, I want a man. Like I don't know, it's just some weird energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Ooh, there's two two things. Let me hold on. Let me write this down before I forget my um train of thought because I this is where professional women we are. Hold on. Hold yeah, on. Hold it's on. something about like our independence. Yep. Our yep. Some, it's something with us, yep. and I don't know if we feel like maybe it makes us weak to say that. I don't yep. know. Yep. Um, and I know for me at least, it was a transition because I did not always want that. But then when I got to the point where I wanted that, it was just, I had to be honest, like, okay, you now want this, like admit that you want these things and like whatever doesn't align with that, let those things go and start working towards what you want. Exactly. So, oh gosh, my brain is like, I just love these conversations. So before we even go there, where professional women, we are, and we're, we're so, sometimes we're so bitter. We have our walls up. We don't even want to admit that we want a man. Before we even do that, th- these are the situations that we are in that cause it, causes toxic relationships and dysfunctional, right? Is where you were in that space of, 
I'm talking to this, this boy, Johnny, and I done told him we could be friends with benefits or what have, have you. Then you try to turn it into a real relationship and it doesn't work out as you want it to. And then all of a sudden, Johnny is the narcissist. Mm-hmm. What it's like, why do we do that? What yeah, is that? we put the blame yeah. on the man, right? Mm-hmm. And then even not even just on the man, then we put the blame on all men. <laughs> then it's hurts us. Just, just all men are terrible. Huh? We're really, when you think about it, what did you do? Like, were you honest? Yes. Were you honest in your yes. Were you honest in your wants? Did you approach it from a good intention? Like, we don't think about all those things. And so then it turns into the, I hate this man, then I hate all men, then all relationships are this. And really the pause is where you start doing the self-reflection and doing the self-work and really figuring out where you went wrong and what you could have done differently in that situation. But that just takes being honest with yourself. And I feel like a lot of times we are not honest with ourselves in those situations. Girl, now you now you driving down my alleyway, right? <laughs> this is the the like what I wish if I could sum up what I do. Um, in my program, Single You Academy, and on this podcast is I want women to see themselves. Who are you, sis? Because it's not just him. And I'm not saying how anybody treated us was right. But I I don't believe that we believe that we play a bigger role in that than we, you know what I mean? Like, we don't realize that. Mm-hmm. You play, what was your position in that part? Yeah. What did you allow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what did you allow? You had a choice. What did you allow? What boundary did you allow to be moved out of the way? What boundary did you not set in place? Like you had a huge part in how something went down. And so it's really thinking about what you did and what you're going to do differently in the future. Yeah. And I just think your evolution is beautiful. So you go from that to, again, let's talk about the being the professional women that we are, right? We're so good at climbing this ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Of trying to get to the bag. Like we love saying that now, get your queens, girl, get your bag. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We focus on professional development so much. Yeah. And we, I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like then we kind of get this like bitterness because we were not getting the type of relationship that we want. So then we get this bitterness on our heart for us to not even be able to say, listen, I want a man. Mm-hmm. I want a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, the conversations that I've been having, I don't know if it's a bitterness. I don't know if it's a bitterness. I think it's more like a, a hopelessness. Uh, it's not even out there. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like that's a Ooh. hopelessness. Yeah. Because you want it, but you feel like it's not even available to you. It's not even out there. Yeah. That's where I feel like a lot of the conversation I've been having with women, like that's where they are right Ooh, now. T- tell like me just- more about those conversations because that hopelessness and I hear you. And it's, so it's like, okay, so where, where do you think that comes from to think like he, I'm not even going to get the man that I want. I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm so hopeless about it. Yeah. I think a lot of that comes from maybe dating the wrong people. And so when you continually putting yourself in this space where you're dating the wrong people, having the wrong relationships, um, the wrong situations with people instead of the right ones. Right. And so when you continuously do the wrong thing, then it feels like the right thing isn't even possible. It's not even attainable at that point. And so that's where I think it transitions into that hopelessness. So a lot of conversations I've been having with people lately is how much time are you actually dedicating towards working on relationships, towards working on finding what you want? And like you brought it up, how we are as like businesswomen, we put so much 
I'm like a go-getter hustler with my career. I got my chart, my timeline, my plans. I got all of these things. I got my affirmations, my journal, my, my business journal. But how much time am I actually putting into relationships? Like, can I put aside an hour a week to actually go out, be intentional about how I'm spending my time with being in spaces and places where I can actually meet someone who I would like? I'm not, I wasn't doing those things, right? So if you're not doing those things, then how can you say it's not even out there when you're not even in the space to meet somebody? Girl, exactly. And even before we get there, it's about how much time are you putting in self? That's true. How much time? It starts there. Exactly. And it's like, how much time did you actually look back, put the mirror up and say, you know what? I was really wrong in that situation. You know what? I fumbled my boundary in that situation. You know what? I don't even know myself. Mm-hmm. And do the work there before we go out and try to, because if we don't know who we are, how do you know what you actually want? Yeah, that's you so know? true. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to know who you are to know the right person who you should be with. Like mm-hmm. who's going to compliment you, but you don't know who can compliment you unless you know who you are. You don't even know where to start. So it, it's always going to start with self. It always starts there. And um, later on, we will get into the tangible things that you did to get yourself out of that mindset. Because I'm, I, one of my favorite scriptures is um, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And there's so many layers to humanness. And that's why the Bible talks about like, we're not against flesh and blood like this, this, this little no, baby, we have to do spiritual work and we have Mm -hmm. to transform our minds. So your journey from going to where you were to the woman you are today is beautiful. And I want to talk about those tangible things here in a second. But first, (laughs) let's talk about you. Um you're dating now, right? So what mm-hmm. is, what does dating, cause you just said, are you putting time into dating? Um, and it, so I want to hear at this big age that we are now, what time are you putting into dating? How are you dating? I feel like I'm dating more intentionally now. Yeah. It's very yeah. intentional. Yeah. Um, and I think we're starting with looking at who I was and what I needed and what I wanted. So starting there, right? And so based on me starting there, the people who I even, you know, go out with, they have to fit into a certain, you know, criteria. Essentially, it's a certain criteria. Um, I don't waste my time, right? So if you know you're not truly interested in someone, why do we sometimes do this thing where we're like, well, maybe if he just says this, or maybe if it's this little thing, like we try to fit a person for what, for what, like why, when you do those things, it's like, you're sending a signal that what I want is not available. It's not attainable. So I'm going to try to mesh this person and get them to, you know, form a different type of way to be what I want. So now I just feel like I'm more intentional. If I know like, you know, this, you could be nice and, and that's wonderful. But you're not for me because I know what's for me. And so I always try to remember. And I think we had a conversation. I'm just like, this can't be the best that you got for me. <laughs> like when it starts right, feeling right. real stressful, I'm like, this, Lord, this can't be the best. And I know that you have the best for me. I know you want me perfectly and wonderfully made. And if that's how you made me. I know you made yeah. someone else like that for me. Right. That I, can't be the best. <laughs> I, it just it, it's oh, my gosh, it's. It's so funny because I do want to go back to because I want to go even deeper on the part where you said that we're always like, okay, well, maybe if he's just a little bit more this or a little less of this, then I could like him. 
I want to ask you, where do you think that comes from, especially maybe for you personally? Um, and before you answer, I'll say this. I think, so, so we're faith-based women. And I think that we believe that that is being a Christian. Like I have to give him grace. I have to, I, you know, I just have to accept everybody and mm -hmm. I just have to, woo, woo, woo. my mentor and pastor Darius Daniels always says, God will let you live on whatever level you, you settle for. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not like, it's not about because I'm going to heaven regardless. Cause I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus died and rose on the third day. I believe in the Trinity and all that. So it's like, I'm going, I'm going to heaven anyway. Right. Period. Yeah. But God wants us to have, to live by like principles, not rules. The Bible is a principle book. It's not about rules and being perfect, but God is like, listen, if you could um, do a couple of the, you know, these live by these principles, I truly, really want you to have heaven on earth. And I don't believe heaven on earth is saying, okay, well, Johnny, as if he would just maybe like not do this or more of this then no, yeah. I think God made somebody and I don't believe in like one-to-one, -one, but somebody who is suitable enough for me where I don't really have to do that. But anyway, now I'm rambling back to the question. No, where do you believe that that comes from of us yeah. like trying to build this bear? Like, okay, well, you know, the build a bear complex yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think it has a lot to do with Christianity and the thought of us giving grace and feeling like, okay, well, I just need to give grace because this person experienced that and maybe that's why they're doing that. And maybe this is that, you know, that's their story and that's okay, but their story does not mean that it necessarily has to blend into your story. Like, give the grace. I'm sorry that you went through that, but that doesn't work for me. And then move along move along. So I think you asked me like, okay, so what am I doing now? So just be more intentional with yeah. the time that I'm putting towards dating, um, making sure I'm choosing the right people, um, actually putting time. I think the biggest thing that has changed is the time. I'm more intentional. So maybe I set a goal that I go out like once a week and I put myself in a space and a place where I would meet someone that's the type of person that I would want. So I, that's like a dedicated time that I do that. Um, and then just being more, it's all about intentionality and the time that I'm putting towards it before it was zero. Yeah. You, <laughs> so. and I think you said a good, there's a tip there. And I just, I want to put, I want to highlight it right now for, for the women that are listening. You said that you put yourself in places that would draw in the men that you actually want. Right. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? Is it the club or where are you going? I'd be everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I'll be everywhere because you know he may be at Trader Joe's. <laughs> like, <laughs> he may be. <laughs> you just, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll be everywhere. <laughs> you need an aisle three? What's good? <laughs> the art gallery, like right. I like art. Yes, yes. <laughs> at yes. the bookstore, you know, it's and and that's the thing too. I'm not doing anything outside of what I love. I'm doing the things I love. I'm going. I'm going to Trader Joe's. I enjoy Trader Joe's. I like the art galleries. I like the bookstores. There are men everywhere. I feel like there's always this thing where it's like, there's no good, there's not enough good men. There's no more good men. Get off your phone, put your phone down. Like they're everywhere. So it's not like I have to do these things where I'm doing extra. I'm living my life and I'm just living it in a different mindset so that I'm starting to notice more things and more people around me. So they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and I just, I encourage women of faith to 
because you're right. I, I did a whole episode with um, shout out to my girl C, um, who's a therapist, and we talked about that. Like, are there really no good men out here, or is it us? And I just, I'm like, we're supposed to be women of faith. Where's your faith, sweetheart? And I know that in this human form, we have a timeline, um, especially if you want to have kids and what have you. But there's got to be, we have to just, our thoughts have to be higher, right? And we have to just realize that whatever is meant for me is going to happen. And so my mindset is, so kids is probably going to be out of the the equation here because I'm about to be 39 in like four months, which I'm fine with. Like I never really wanted kids anyway. Like I, I just never, I never said I didn't want it, but I also didn't have that strong desire. So I know I'm privileged in that because I never really have the kid thought. But anyway, my mindset now is like, I have the audacity to believe that I can get what I want. And if he comes at 65, then I'm fine with that. Where do you believe you are now? Do you have that same thought process? Like, listen, I could, I, I'm fine. Whatever God has for me, he has for me. Yeah, I'm definitely there. I'm in a space where I believe whatever's for me, I, it'll just come when it comes. Um, I'm not pressed. I'm more focused on just living my life and just being open to it because that was a step. The step of even saying, okay, this is what I want, you know, making your intentions and declaring what you want. That's a big deal. Right. And so just even saying this is what I want. And when it comes, it'll come. But just even stating what my intentions are, what my desires are. Yeah. And I remember um, you said it was December, right, where you had <laughs> your awakening. So walk us through that. What, what, what was the awakening? What thought process did you begin this journey on? You know, I think it started with a conversation I was having with a friend about somebody I was dating. And she was like, she just asked me just very directly. She's like, what do you want? She's like, what do you want? And how many, how often do you have a person ask you, what do you want? <laughs> Besides going to the restaurant. Right, I was just about to say, unless we're looking at a Chinese menu and they're like, right. what do you want? You know? She was like, what do you want? And so it really made me pause. I'm like, what, what do I want? And she's like, because I hear what you're saying and you're saying you want this, but this, the way your life looks and what you're doing doesn't look like what you're saying you actually want. So she was like, how about you take some time and figure out what you want? And so that's what I did. I paused a lot. I paused dating. I paused, I even paused my business. Like there was a lot of things that I felt like weren't aligned with what I said I wanted. And especially you just get into this groove where you're just moving along. Life just keeps moving and you keep chugging along with it. And it was just one of those moments. I'm like, I really do need to figure out what I want in all areas of my life. Yeah, that is so, oh, man. And good for you for like pausing the business. Because again, how much time do we actually put in personal development? Mm -hmm. It's We focus so much on this professional development, but we do not focus on, because I think that we think because we spend 24 hours with ourselves like we can't really leave our body that we know who we are but your the quality of your life I, there's this quote that says the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask it mm, that's good so how many questions have you asked yourself just like lucretia just said like what do you want what do you want and then having the audacity to believe that you can get what you want you say you're a woman of faith so where is your audacity? Flex that muscle.
Okay, I'm going to have to interrupt because we will be back next week with Lucretia. And I want you to hear our discussion about ghosting and how we handle that as grown women. Now we're over 35. And if a man exits our life unexpectedly, how are we handling that? So we'll continue this conversation with Lucretia next week. But now it's just you and I, yes? I'm talking to you. Who else would I be talking to? Okay. I want you to know that the doors to Single You Academy are open. You can apply right now. The link is in the show notes. And I would love for you to go to the website. You click the link, singleyouacademy.com, and read about what Single You Academy is about. If you have that pull on your heart, that sudden urge of, I need counseling, I need somebody to help me stop this cycle of dysfunction that I've been having with men, then that means you're ready. All you need to do now is do your research on Single You Academy. So that means going to singleyouacademy.com, going back to listen to Nikita's testimony, um, Kitra's testimony, okay, of being inside of Single You Academy. So if you are ready to unlearn bad Christian dating doctrine and theology, if you are ready to stop believing in potential because you'll know exactly what you want and how to get it, if you are ready to learn how to set and keep a boundary without feeling bad, okay? If you are ready to live a successful single life, and this is what I mean by successful, you will know how to stop the cycle of self-betrayal. You are betraying yourself and breaking your own trust every time you fumble a boundary with a man because you're settling. You have that hopelessness, so you'll settle for anybody. If you want to get out of that cycle, then listen, I'm here as a certified life coach. I got you, girl. Okay. All you have to do is reach out to me. So you can Instagram me the word boundaries. We can have a discussion. Or you can read up on what Single You Academy is, what the 12-week program is. Again, the link is in the show notes. It's singleyouacademy.com. I got you if you got you, okay? All right, we'll see you next week. And one more disclaimer, I will never tell you I'm an expert in this area. I am just speaking from my lens and what I learned by being in an abusive relationship, by not knowing myself, by not having self-love for myself and not knowing how to set a boundary to save my life, girl. So just remember that I'm speaking from my lens. And after 18, 19 years of radio, September of 2020, I stepped down from my full-time radio job to focus on what God is calling me to do in this season. And this is it. I'm called to guide you, girl. I'm called to guide women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. That's what I'm here for. So if that's you, I want you to share this episode, especially if I say something that resonates with you. Share it with a girlfriend. Sharing is caring. Also, can you subscribe to this podcast? You will be notified once a new episode drops. So definitely subscribe and rate. Rate this podcast. Okay, please. I don't know if you know how much it actually helps like a host like me, an influencer, how much a rating, a share, a like 
helps us. So please help this small business owner, me, Rika, that's me, (laughs) by rating this podcast as well. Lastly, my intro. Here's a fun fact. It comes from my old morning show. I used to have this morning show on a station here in the Tri-Cities called Power 99.1. And my friend, my co-worker, one of the greats in production land, James Tyler, he had made that for me for my morning show, the Just Me Rika show. And I was like, yo, on my podcast, I need that intro back. (laughs) And he made it for me. So thank you for that intro. Thank you for the production, James Tyler. Uh, Of course, it was inspired by Beyonce. All right, girl, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. And we'll talk on the next episode.